the Electoral College is anti-democratic. It would be anti-constitutional and unconstitutional if it wasn't in the Constitution itself. Today, we are joined by the civics dean himself, Richard Green. He left his life as a lawyer to share his communication breakthroughs with presidents, first ladies, congressmen, prime ministers, and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. He even advised Princess Diana. Green has also shared these tips with more than 3 million people through his top-rated TED Talk, The Seven Secrets of the Greatest Speakers in History. Green earned his title of civics dean by redefining how people view American government, and he has the political expertise to prove it. He's analyzed speeches at Republican and Democratic conventions, as well as presidential debates. Green also hosted his own talk show on Air America for three years and has been a guest on major networks, including ABC Radio and Fox News. Green also brought his ideas for America to the forefront as he once ran for Congress. Today, Richard Green will be bringing us inside his world and help us understand the political environment in which we live. Most importantly, he'll help us understand what we can do as everyday Americans to make sure our voices are not just heard, but acted upon by our elected leaders. Let's try to maybe give the listeners a reason to care about some issues. I went through your midterms book and you listed out some bills and some topics and maybe like give a TikTok pitch like you were talking about a minute ago you're going to be doing on abolishing the Electoral College. If you were going to explain that to the average voter in like 30 seconds, maybe a minute, could you jam pack that in 60 seconds, why it's important, why it should happen, so they okay. understand and care about it? So before I get into the details of it, <laughs> to people to people understand what the Electoral College is, right? The Electoral College is primarily racist-based. Um, at the time when America was created and there was a constitution that literally said that black people were three-fifths of a person, right? That's when the Electoral College was integrated into our constitution. The Electoral College is anti-democratic. It would be anti-constitutional and unconstitutional if it wasn't in the constitution itself, right? So the Electoral College says okay. it doesn't matter how many votes somebody gets, right? Like, like Hillary got 3 million, 2.9 million more votes than Donald Trump. What matters is the electoral votes that are in the states, and you have to get to 270, the magic number. Also, for the Electoral College, you have to get to 270. George W. Bush became president in 2000 because he got the 29 electoral votes from the state of, the, of Florida by guess how many votes? Guess how many votes George W. Bush won Florida, the state of Florida, and got those 29 electoral votes, and then was able to appoint two of the five majority justices that are taking away your abortion rights. How many votes in the state of Florida elected? Oh, it, was, it wasn't very many. I was very little. <laughs> right. Well, I wasn't that little, and I was horrified. 537. <laughs> yeah. 537. Okay, so here's my pitch. Here's my one-minute pitch. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. If you want one person, one vote, if you want your vote to count the same in California or New York as it does in Wyoming and South Dakota, which it doesn't right now, you have to vote for assemblymen, state senators, and governors in your state who are committed to passing a bill. It's all about billification. That bill is called the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. 
It already has 196 electoral votes pledged to it with states, 16 states plus the District of Columbia. If it gets from 196 to 270 or more, right, so only 74 more electoral votes are needed, could be three, four, five, six states can get that. The Electoral College, as we know it, will be done. And the next president in 2024 or 2028 will be elected by the national popular vote. I can explain the mechanisms of it, but only Democrats, and we know this because of the way they've been voting in all these states, only Democrats support having presidents elected by a popular vote as opposed to the Electoral College, which favors Republicans. Okay. Now I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Do you worry about tyranny of the majority? I know when I was in college, you know, poli sci 101, it's tyranny of the majority. If you just got to get 51%, you can get anything bad happening in this country. You just got to get 51% of the populace and then they could do horrible things. Do you worry about that taking place or do you think there's enough checks and balances in government that things want to get out of control? Well, that's the motor. That's the rationale for the filibusters that we got to have some breaks Right. Yeah. And so you've got to get to 60, but we're never going to get to 60 because unlike when I was younger, the parties are so apart. Right. When I was an intern in the House of Representatives in the 70s, um, there were really liberal Republicans and really conservative Democrats. And so you never really knew who was going to vote for what. Now it's super clear and super polarized. You're never going to get 60 votes in the Senate. So the alternative to the tyranny of the majority is the tyranny of the minority. And in a democracy, I'd rather have the tyranny of the majority than the tyranny of the minority. Okay, that makes sense. That's a good answer. I don't think I've ever heard anybody kind of put it that simply before. Okay, because I would freak out. I think sometimes what if Ted Cruz became president and then he just had to get 51% of the country to agree with him? Oh, I'd have to move to Canada, you know? But hold on, hold on. But here's the check and balance. And it's a little like rock, paper, scissors, right? There's always balances. So if Ted Cruz, God forbid, mm-hmm. became president, right, he would still have to. Ed- <laughs> I don't even want to imagine. <laughs> and, and he wanted to appoint all these horrible people to the Supreme Court or horrible people to run the Treasury and the Department of Education and all of that. Right. That become secretary of state. If you had a majority of Democrats in the Senate, they would be able to block it. That would be a check and a balance okay. on Ted Cruz not representing a majority view, even though he's president, right? So there's always these balances. And then again, it could be, let's say you've ha- you have, you know, a horrible Ted Cruz vetoes a bill for marijuana, right? At, you know, legalizing marijuana, but you can then override that veto in the House and the Senate if you elect enough people. It's all about elections, all about getting out and voting for the people who represent your values and your policies. So I'm not, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned. I I think we should try democracy before we um, look for alternatives. If you like this, then be sure to check out the rest of the interview with Richard Green right here on Ladies Love Politics.